Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Kingdom Success listeners? Tom McCart coming at you. Episode 358. Backing up in a parking lot, so you might hear my truck beep at me a little bit. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys on a subject called money. Money, 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 money. Because it is very important. Ooh, look at that new Corvette right there. That's a black one. This is a new Stingray. That's pretty. I like the new Corvettes, guys, by the way. Anyway, so here we go. Uh, let's talk about uh, money and finances and stuff like that because it is very important. I was reading in Proverbs chapter 3 today. Um, like I always do, like vegetables, you got to eat your vegetables, guys. If you're not getting uh, any kind of green stuff inside you, man, you better check yourself all right, but uh, I think Proverbs is the vegetables that have to be eaten on a daily uh, basis. Fruits and vegetables every day. Anyway, um, as I was reading Proverbs chapter 3, it talked about, um, I think it's maybe in verse 9 uh, of chapter 3. It says, honor the Lord with your substance. And I'm going to stop right there with it. I know that it, actually that verse continues to read, but it really triggered inside of me. I'd never... Uh, I never really seen that before where that that verse is actually there's two parts in that verse uh, that I feel like set up the actual promise that's the following verse so if you if you ever read that scripture it says honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase um, you know I, I'm not looking at the verse, you know, so shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats filled with new wine. Okay. Well, I'd always looked at the very beginning of that, or I'd always looked at that verse, quite honestly, with the emphasis on first fruits, which that is a very important aspect, is actually having first fruits in your life and knowing how to give first fruits because it does set up that other side. Although that's really not the complete verse. Honor the Lord with your substance. Now, I had to look up that word honor. And the word honor simply means in the in the Hebrew, it means weightiness or heaviness. So Kind of the way I, I, as I was just reading through the Blue Letter Bible uh, this morning with that, it really just kind of stood out to me that as a born-again child of the Most High God, that if I want to have my, you know, uh, new wine or whatever that uh, latter part of the verse is, you know, honor the Lord most substance and the first fruits. So that your wines may, uh, your new, you may have new wine, whatever it is. I don't even know. I, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> don't, 
Don't throw rocks at me right now. Anyway, that not only do you need to have, you know, your first fruits coming in so that your storehouses or your, you know, that you have new wine coming in, so to speak, uh, and your savings accounts are full, right? But you've got to honor the Lord. You've got to actually put some weightiness on your substance, on the finances, on the wealth that comes into your house. Now, what what does that mean? Well, I've I interpret that as intentionality. And I interpret that as that I've got to be intentional with my money. Now, I wasn't I mean, you might sit there and say, well, Tyler, I'm, I'm intentional with my money. Well, let me, let me kind of go a step further because this is stuff I've learned over the years. And which is that as you're intentional, I'm not talking about being intentional about the world's system of finance. Yes, you need to understand the world system of finance. I'm not going to sit there and deny that. But you need to first understand God's system of finance. God's system of finance. And I think I did an episode way back in the day, many, many years ago. I think it's maybe episode 112 or 113, 114, 115. It's one of those episodes where I talk about why is my giving not working, and I outline uh, from this teaching that I received uh, from Jesse Duplantis about why is my giving, the book is actually, the book and the teaching is why is my giving not working. So I just stole it from Jesse, and I'm sure he doesn't mind. But it allowed me to actually really understand how money is, it, it, it works within the kingdom, that there are different rates of return Notice that's what I said. There's different rates of return inside God's kingdom of finance. You're like, man, Tyler, what are you you talking about? Well, I don't have time to go into it uh, right now. Go back and listen to that episode or do your own studying of the word of God because it's going to only help you uh, with being able to uh, honor the Lord with your substance. You've got to make a priority of this. So, Tyler, Tyler, uh, way back when, I, I, I had this mindset that, especially back in the back in two thousand, whenever I graduated from college, okay, that I was going to take my work ethic that I had with my athletics, and I was just going to apply it to my job or my business, whatever I had at that moment. And that was all well and good until I began to continually rely on, say, said business and said, say, work ethic, that it was the only way that God was going to supply me. That based upon how hard I worked, based upon how... uh, industrious I was that that was how I was going to increase in 
in the world, which you'll hear people talk about, you know, you got to be on your grind. You got to, you know, every time that you have a free moment, you should be, you know, working on your side hustle and to be able to get out of your job if you ever want to get out of your job. Well, for me, uh, that mindset, I adopted that really quickly and whenever I was 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. But that mindset really caused me to uh, have the heaviness and weightiness of the earth curse system uh, of getting money and you know trying to keep money uh, based upon the earth curse system of toil and sweat, painful toil and sweat, I might add, all right? which is no fun, no fun at all. I definitely would not recommend that. Well, I, in 2007, 2008, I moved my allegiance. I began to renew my mind to the word of God and started to gather how God's system of finance worked. And it all, I'll, I'll say this, it all began with taking a day of rest taking a Sabbath day rest. Now I'm not talking, I mean, I'm not wanting to sit there and split hairs regarding this, but it was a symbolic way for me to show my Heavenly Father that I wasn't relying upon my own efforts, that I wasn't relying upon my own um, abilities to create income. That was one of the first things that happened. Um, I've learned a lot since that time, but about taking a day of rest. But ultimately, I took a day of rest because I needed to show I, show myself and show the Lord that I had more faith in His way of doing things and how He was operating than in my own. It took more faith for me not to work than to work. You hear me say that a lot. Um, so my allegiance shifted. It began to shift. I won't say it was. It happened overnight. It was a process, but it began to happen. And then, and then, uh, my allegiance became even more whenever I started to learn how the kingdom of God functioned, and how that the kingdom was based upon principles and laws that never changed. That I was a kingdom citizen. And because I was a kingdom citizen, that that actually trumped, that actually was ahead of the earth curse system or even, you know, any government that I was, that I was part of the government of God. Because I was a citizen, I had certain um, rights, legal rights, yeah, legal rights to how I was going to be operating. In, in in the world. Well, lo and behold, um, during that time, um, you know, I began to learn about the law of sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. And that law forever changed me. And as I began to dig down deep into that law, it really impacted me. And, and then I began to read books by different authors. You know, I, I can name 
several. Uh, Jesse Duplantis. Um, I began to read from Jerry Savelle. For, uh, Jerry Savelle. Uh, my the God of Breakthrough will visit my house. Um, I began to read books um, from Kenneth Copeland, uh, The Laws of Prosperity. I began to read books from Creflo Dollar. I began to read books uh, from Keith uh, Keith Butler. Um, I I began to just dive in, and even from Bill Winston, I began to read books from Bill Winston about how the kingdom of God operated. I even started reading some secular books. Yeah. I began to read secular books about how wealth was made, and I want to highlight one of those today because I, as I was on, as I was going through this process of honoring, you know, the Lord, thinking about how money is created, how things are done, I was reminded of a book that I had uh, read many, many years ago, probably ten plus years ago, actually thirteen years ago to be exact, because I read it right as soon as Tyler Jr. was born, and we were in South Carolina. And the book was titled The Millionaire Next Door. And it's a research-based book uh, of these two gentlemen, Thomas Stanley and William, uh, Dr. William uh, Danko. And these, these, there's just eight uh, principles or eight things that he talks about. And I'll just list them off to you guys um, that they might, you know, be an encouragement to you to help you out. Okay. And... Let me get to this right here. Um, go back, my highlights. Oops, nope. All right. Number one, anyone can create wealth. I think that's something that needs to be said right there, that anyone can create wealth. Number two, more often than not, millionaires are more frugal than non-millionaires. Yep. Millionaires are more frugal with non-millionaires. Okay. So what I mean by that is, you know, a, a millionaire is not someone that's just going to, when they receive a, like, let's say that they get a bonus check, okay? They get a bonus check. Well, a lot of times what people that are, what the court in the book, non-millionaires will do is they'll go buy something that's a doodad or something that has no value, that is no, not going to create anything um, at all. They don't put anything in the savings, but they go and buy something that it has really no return on that money that they received. Okay? But a frugal person will actually not just, you know, go and clip coupons or look for savings all the time, which that sometimes is okay to be a, you know, frugal in that regards, but that's not going to get you to become a millionaire. Saving and clipping coupons is never going to do that. If that was the case, you know, people that went to Walmart would be millionaires. And trust me, I don't see that many people um, that are probably millionaires going to Walmart, right? We go on. Number three, one of the ways millionaires practice frugality is through budgeting and planning. Now, this is important right here because you've got to know what kind of plan and budget you have. One of the simple things, I read a book uh, called The Richest Man in Babylon. And, you know, the book, the biggest thing I got out of that book was having a 10-10-80 plan for my finances, a 10-10-80 plan. 
That was I'm going to give 10%. I'm going to save 10% of any money that comes in and then I will spend 80% of my money, right? That was a initial plan that I had way back then. Number four, time, energy, and money. Everyone has them, but people use them differently and the results show. So again, majority of people, right, that are not millionaires or are not in the process of becoming a millionaire, they use their time differently. They, you know, binge watch Netflix uh, things. They sit there and, you know, again, waste their time and energy doing things that are never going to benefit them financially. Whereas if you, you say, Hey, you know what? I really want to, you know, uh, become a millionaire. Well, but I'm not one yet. Well, one of the ways you can do that is, you know, what are you doing? Show me the books you're reading that are in your spare time or show me the, um, I mean, I had a conversation with a gentleman that just came into some money just the other day. And, you know, instead of him sitting there, you know, sitting there going, Oh man, I just, I just got a nice bonus check. That was about $80,000 from my job. No, he calls me up and says, Hey Tyler, you know, I'm really wanting to study, you know, a certain subject here. And I understand that, you know, have some knowledge on how, how this subject works. And, you know, I'm like, well, good for you for number one, wanting to study that. So he was wanting to study that stuff. That's a form of taking your time, effort, and energy and studying those things. Okay. Here's another thing. Number five, why, why affluent parents need to rethink economic outpatient care. Okay. What does that mean? That, well, in this book, they talk about how that majority of parents, especially even millionaires, don't really take their, their time to teach their children financial literacy. Uh, I've got too many examples of that right there of that, you know, I'm thinking of one right now where that, you know, they can, these parents, they continue to bail out their so-called, I mean, their children, um, and bail them out where that instead, if they said, Hey, look, you know, here's how money works. Here's how we were able to create the wealth we have and why we are millionaires right now that instead of this economic outpatient care EOC that they do for these kids, the kids never really get, you know, ahead. I mean, some of these, uh, kids that I know they're, you know, 40, 45, uh, 47, you know, years old, and they still, they, they haven't learned how financial literacy, how it works. And, uh, their parents continue to bail them out. So you have to rethink that as a parent. I mean, my, one of my big things that I'm grateful for is, uh, we bought for our own children, uh, the book or not the book, but the cat, the game, uh, for kids. Uh, I don't know if it's for kids. It might've been for kids. Yeah, I think it's not actually for kids. It's just the, the, the board game cash flow. Um, and it's by the it's by Robert Kiyosaki's whole entire 
you know, rich dad um, company. But man, that has taught my kids a whole heck a lot about financial IQ. Uh, that book, I mean, that board game, you know, Monopoly is a great one too, but you know, this one is that definitely head, head and shoulders above, above Monopoly. Number six, find your niche, become a specialist and increase your income. You know, this is actually talking about, you know, what are you, what has God gifted you and what has he gifted you with of being able to do and do very well? And, you know, for me, um, God has gifted me with being able to organize people and lead people down a path of creating income and working within an organization to make those things happen. Well, I realized that, well, I began to study leadership. I began to study teams. I began to, you know, carve out my niche and be able to work around. How do you work with different personalities? How do you, you know, harness those things? You might be an artist. Okay. Well, that, that artistry, you know, thing that you have, you know, whether it be in music or in, you know, actually painting or sculpting or welding, you know, you might have a, a gift to be able to do that. Well, take that gift and hone that craft to where you're actually be able to become self-employed or have a business of your own to do. And that right there is going to help increase your income. Number seven, my last one right here, what jobs and businesses make millionaires out of people? And this was probably, I remember in this reading that I had, it was the number one question that, that they received, that they would receive. And quite honestly, uh, the way it all kind of came about was, is that there's really, you can become a millionaire having a job you know, and, and do that. Okay. I'm not going to sit there and say that you can, I don't know whether or not, you know, you'd have to be a CEO of some kind of corporation or some, you know, high up uh, VP or something like that of a corporation. They would pay you that amount of money, but really guys where that you want to focus because the jobs at those levels are very few and far between, but the opportunity of becoming your own business owner, of actually you owning your own business, is the better way, the better path. It's hard, okay? It's hard, either one of them is hard, but becoming a millionaire, if that's one of your desires, is to actually own your own business, okay? And then the last thing I'll say is this right here. Actually, let me read this quote. It said, if you want to be the first person to become a millionaire in your family, Try starting your, try starting a business or becoming self-employed. That's the easiest way to create massive wealth. I would agree with that. Um, I, you know, you can actually get started with a network marketing business. You know, I know some people have got hangups with those, but you know what? Honestly, they're legitimate businesses. Uh, I actually, I've got one myself. Um, you know, you you can actually create income with those types of things. You can study uh, options. You can study, you know, day trading. You can study real estate. You know, there are loads of ways of being able to do this. There's a, and there's not a, a, a lack of information to be able to do that. There's not. Hang on, let me get a quick 
uh, drink of uh, excess here. So, last thing I'll recommend to you guys is create a budget of your weekly and monthly uh, and annual income and track your expenses and start teaching your kids how to be frugal and how to create wealth. And, you know, don't wait till they grow up. You know, you got to start doing that. You know, I mean, my, you know, 13, uh, 11, 9, and 8-year-old now, they are learning how to create wealth. They're learning how to be frugal. You know, um, they these are things that they have to learn. And I believe as, you know, King of Success listeners, I believe that you want to do that with them. You want to help them do that. So, King of Success, know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper, you walk in divine health, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you guys, and we'll catch you on the other side. Yeah.